Thank you for joining us for the Word and Spirit podcast. Let me remind you to check out the RGM website for news, updates, and free downloads. Now, let's go to Reverend Randall Greer. You know, if you escape three times, they figure <laughs> you're not cooperating with the program. You know what I mean? And you're not staying in class like you should. And so there was during that time, then they had several other reasons. This because you've done this and done that. There's about eight different reasons, and all of them were legitimate reasons, and it fit everything I'd done wrong. But I said to the Lord, Lord, look at this letter. Look what it says. It says, I'm getting out in the month of none. Lord, I'm serving you. Lord, I'm I'm pastoring the convict church. Lord, we're running over a hundred people. I'm not talking about people that had jailhouse religion. I'm talking about true born-again men that was on fire for God. I mean, that were serving God. And I said, Lord, I'm serving you. I'm doing your will. I said, Lord, why in the world did I get this letter? I said, why didn't you just open the door and let me out? He said, because you're not obeying my word. I said, I am obeying your word. He said, no, you're not obeying my word. I said, yes, I am obeying your word. Yes, I'm obeying your word. He said, you're obeying your word, my word, as far as you know. He said, but there's something else you've got to learn. He said, I'm just letting you, because you've been just growing in the Lord... He said, I'm just letting you move along and cause things to happen for you because you was in a more immature period of Christianity. He said, but it's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to learn to believe me. It's time for you to learn to stand on your own two feet. That's what Granny would tell us in the country. Or Papa out in the backside of the field. You know what I mean? Time for you to stand up and get your rope and get your hope and go down to the other end. Yes. I know about those days. Yes, I've had corn sack around my neck. Long corn sack. Who ever drug a corn sack? Anybody ever drug a corn sack before? Woo! Have that thing hang around your neck and swing out down there and you go down there and pull that corn off that co- I mean off that stalk, put it in that thing and go on down through there and have to take a hoe. Whew. Anybody ever hoed carrots before? Oh, that's something to do. You better not hit them carrots either. They're going to come along there and knock you down on the ground and you mess up their carrots. In that prison. So I said to the Lord, Lord, what, what do I need to obey? He said, if you'll obey my word, he said, you'll walk out those prison gates. It's time for you to stand on your own two feet. He said, my word says in Hebrews chapter 11, without faith, it's impossible to please me. For those that come to me must believe that I am and that I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. And I said, well, Lord, okay. Well, show me what to do. He said, if you'll obey... Mark eleven twenty three and John fifteen seven, he said it'll work for you. He said and you will walk out these prison gates. So let's look at Mark chapter eleven, verse number twenty three, and let me share with you what the Lord taught me that day. Whatever it is that you need from the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, whatever it be, whatever direction you want to go in life, this verse will work for you. Mark chapter eleven verse twenty three. He said here, Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Notice here, he said that he shall have whatsoever he saith. 
So there's a truth here that we must understand. There's more to it than just thinking about something. There's more to it than just praying about something. The Bible says that we need to believe it in our heart and say it with our mouth. Does anybody know what the word say means? S-A-Y. The word say means speak words from your mouth. So Jesus said here in this verse, he said, whatever you believe in your heart and speak words from your mouth about, it will come to pass in your life. And it does. In fact, is there anybody here that knows of a name of a man named Steve Jobs? Anybody ever heard that name? Who was that man? That man was the head of Apple. I think I saw a, a Mac computer back there. That man was the head of Apple. That man just died just uh, within two years, I guess, uh, of recently. And he was the head of all your iPhones, your iPads, and Mac computers, all that stuff, Apple products. It was, came from this gentleman. I heard his business. I didn't hear him personally, but Christopher in my office got some information for me about this because he knows I'm always studying about this and thinking about it. And they was his partner that had been uh, founded Apple with Steve Jobs years ago was being interviewed after Steve Jobs' death. And one of the questions they asked him was, is it, does it shock you that Steve Jobs, who's the president and head of Apple, died so young? And of course, uh, I'm ready to hear his statement, you know. And the man said, no, really, it doesn't surprise me that Steve Jobs died as young as he did. And so the interviewer said to him, well, why? He was shocked. Why doesn't it shock you that Steve Jobs died so young? He said, but as long as I can remember from the time we founded Apple, he said, even before then, he said, Steve Jobs would say to me periodically, he said, in fact, quite often, he said, I know that I'm going to die young. I'll never live to be an older man. And he said, whatever I'm going to invent and make happen, he said, I've got to do it now. They say that Steve Jobs was so driven that uh, he didn't even want employees to take breaks because he knew that his time was short and that he didn't want to give vacations. In fact, remember, they throwed him out of Apple, if you remember, got rid of him because he was so driven and motivated. They got rid of and he went over and took over Pixar and took it to the top. And so they said, come on back over here. And got, brought him back into Apple. And so this part, business partner said that Steve Jobs always told him that he would die young and that whatever he was going to make and invent, he had to do it right away. Well, Steve Jobs could just as easily said, I'm going to live a long life. Because the Bible promises you that with long life will he satisfy you. If you don't believe it, it's in Psalms 91. He said, with long life will he satisfy you and show you your salvation. God wants you to live a long life. But Steve Jobs said that he would live a short life. And so somebody said, well, well what killed Steve Jobs? Well, they said, some said it was pancreatic cancer or some type of cancer. But I'm here to tell you, Pancreatic cancer and cancer alone did not kill Steve Jobs. I would tell you, based on Mark eleven twenty three, that his tongue killed him, because Jesus said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. 
So Steve Jobs said he was going to die, and he 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 did. The cancer was just the vehicle that took him out. But I am firmly assured if he'd have stood on God's word and said, with long life will God satisfy me and show me my salvation, I'm assured of this, that God would have took care of him and it would have closed the door to the devil and that that stuff would not have come on him and it would not have ended his life and he would have still been here today. Now, if, uh, if I had a mind to, I, I just don't have a mind to, but if I would... I would make Dr. Chip get up this morning, not make him, but encourage him, to get up and do something called the moonwalk for us. Because uh, does anybody know who it was that made the moonwalk famous? Michael Jackson, this precious young lady back here, <laughs> is at least 25 years old, knows about Michael Jackson, she's saying. My God, Michael Jackson, he could do it, you know, and the robot and whatever else and all this kind of stuff. But I heard this myself. He was married at one time to a young lady named Lisa Marie Presley. Who is Lisa Marie Presley? It's Elvis's daughter. He was married to her. She was being interviewed after Michael Jackson's moonwalk robotin passing away. And the asker, I heard it with my own ears because I seen the commentator. And, and I was kind of flipping through the news channels, you know. And I seen her there. And it was talking about after Michael Jackson's death, they was interviewing all kind of people. And so when I saw her and I knew who she was, I recognized her from past, you know, pictures and things. I turned up the volume where I could hear her, you know. And one of the questions they asked her towards the end of the interview, does it shock you that Michael Jackson who you was once your husband, passed away as young as he did. And of course, now i got the volume way up. I turn it up. Why? Because I want to hear what she's got to say. She said this to the shock and surprise of the person that was asking her the question. said, no, it really doesn't shock me that Michael Jackson died as young as he did. And of course, the interviewer said, well, why? Why? She said, you know, I was his wife. I was married to him. She said, he said to me often, he said, I'll never live to be an old age. He said, I'll die just like your daddy did. Talking about young and everything. Well, somebody said, well, the doctor so-and-so killed him. Doctor so-and-so was arrested, you know, and everything. I I'll, I'll present this to you. Based on Mark 11, 23, the doctor didn't kill Michael Jackson. His words did. Michael Jackson would have never been in the position for the too many drugs to get into his system if he had not confessed that he was going to die young and that he would not live a long life. He told his Lisa Marie Presley that he would not live a long life and that he would die young and he said, I'll die like your daddy did. And he did. He did. Now, are you glad it happened? No, I'm just telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we need to wake up that we are in charge of our life. You're not just floating along waiting for something to happen, or you can. But what you determine that you want to see come to pass in your life, it shall come to pass. So Jesus said, what you believe in your heart and say with your mouth will come to pass in your life. So what do you want to see come to pass in your life? 
And what do you want to see in your future? What do you want to see change presently about your life? What do you want to have different than what you have right now? Do you want to change it? Or do you want to stay the same? Well, I'll tell you exactly what you want in your life. I already know what you want. You want God's perfect will. What is God's perfect will? It's His Word. So what you want to do is you want to go to the Bible and you want to find scriptures that promises you success. We could use that word, success in life. That promises you that God will supply your needs according to His riches and glory. That promises you that Jesus took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses and diseases. And take those promises and say that God, any problem that you come across or come up against, God will work it out for you. Any question that needs an answer, He will give you the answer and stand upon it. So I was standing in the prison yard, remember, with this letter showing it to the Lord like I needed, he needed to read it. And he said, son, he said, Mark eleven twenty three 23 will work for you. He said, you're just waiting for me to do something. He said, you must believe me. Use your faith. So the first thing that you need to do is discover, number one, what do you want to see different in your life? What do you want to have in your life today that you do not have? Then number two, go to the Bible Find scriptures that promises that to you. How many scriptures you got to have? At least a couple. Just find a couple of them. That'll do you good. That promises you. This one believed and acted upon would change your life. But find a couple. But you can find the scriptures all about anything you need. And then you've got to take those scriptures. The next thing you've got to do is those scriptures have got to become real to you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse number 17... Romans chapter 10, verse number 17, that faith comes from hearing God's Word. So if you don't have faith, or you don't believe, or you can't conceive that God is going to do something, or will cause something to come to pass for you, then you need to meditate on God's Word. You need to read it, study it, and speak it aloud to yourself. So this is how you put the practical application into work in your life. I'm standing on the prison yard. The Lord shows me that I can change my destiny. That I do not have to stay in that prison for the rest of my natural life. And I said, okay, Lord, what do I do? He said, well, get you some paper and a pencil. So I worked on the inmate maintenance crew. So there was a little office or a little building on the prison compound. And we had lockers in there. So I went in there in this locker and I had some paper, notebook paper. And I got three pages of notebook paper and I got a pencil, and I got my little Bible. And then when I got my little Bible and got the little pencil, then I sat down, and he said, write these scriptures down. So I began to write these scriptures down on this piece of paper, just in longhand, you know what I mean? Or Georgia chicken scratching, I'd call it at the time. And you could call it Tennessee chicken scratching, whatever you do. You know, shorthand, longhand, or no hand, just somewhere in there. Get the scriptures in a category. And then the Lord said to me, he said, now walk this prison yard and read these scriptures out loud to yourself. Thank you for joining us for the Word and Spirit podcast with Reverend Randall Greer. Join us next time when Reverend Greer brings us the Word of God. And remember, God is with us.